Tim Khan is the president and founder of Image One Facility Solutions, their franchise commercial cleaning company. Welcome to the show, Tim. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Yeah, excited to have you on. Tell us a little bit about your personal life, some more about your work and why you do what you do. So personal life, uh, my wife, Maria, and I have been married for thirty, little over 31 years. We've got two sons that are 28 and 26 years old that are both uh, franchise owners in my business. They, they just had to, to follow in my footsteps and, and follow their entrepreneurial spirit and uh, live in Florida. Uh, the business is still located in Chicago, so I travel a little bit, but I've got a great team in place that's, that's able to run it when I'm, I'm uh, out of the office. You know, like 27 days out of the month and I'm here three to four days a month. Uh, so that's, that's a great thing for any business owner to know is that you, you want to at some point get to the point where the business can run uh, without you being there every day. And that's huge. How'd you get into commercial cleaning? <clears throat> so I got into commercial cleaning because my parents owned a, uh, co- a commercial office building. And um, as a, as a teenager in high school, like every teenager, he wants to have some money in his pocket to go out on dates or hang out with their buddies or whatever they want to do. And I said, hey, this is something I can do. I can clean your office building. And they said, sure. And uh, see, I was like anywhere between 600 and 800 bucks a month, depending on, on what their occupancy of the building was, because it was a, a multi-tenant building. And, um, you know, for a 14-year-old kid, that's real money. So by the time I turned 16, uh, I bought my bought my own first car, you know, used, but that was okay. And uh, I immediately started going out and driving around and uh, soliciting other business and just walking door to door, doing window washing and you know, that kind of stuff. And the business kind of grew from there. I, I learned about uh, networking from one of the people that I was uh, doing their windows. They invited me to a networking group. And I said, what's a, what's a networking group? <laughs> I had no clue what that even meant at that point. And uh, so they kind of explained and uh, I went and I met someone that worked at uh, AT&T, yeah, phone stores. Uh, and, and again, this was the mid to late 80s. So we're not talking cell phones. You know, those were, weren't even a thing when I started cleaning there. Uh, they sold business systems and uh, exchanged home phones. And so I started cleaning the AT&T stores uh, locally in Chicago. And uh, after I got one, they started to fall like dominoes because we did such a great job. It was such great customer service. And now here's a you know, 17, 18-year-old kid. I had credibility from you know, a Fortune 100 company. And uh, the business continued to grow through high school, through college, and uh, the rest is history. <laughs> That's awesome. Good for you, congratulations. Thank you, appreciate it. Was it obvious, you did such a great job, and obviously you did, because people hired you and they kept you on and they referred you and recommend you, all that. Is it obvious what it is to do a good job cleaning a commercial building? And, and when you're 14 years old and you're starting, how did you have the work ethic or the attention to detail? How do you how do you think about that? You know, coming from a a family that's already in business, you have that entrepreneurial spirit automatically. I think because uh, you, you see that growing up, and I'd, I'd say that that followed through with my kids as well. Um, uh, so I, I didn't necessarily know how to do the cleaning uh, per se, but I knew about customer service. I knew that keeping the clients happy was was the best thing you could do. Um, and, and I'll never forget, uh, Mary Benson was the manager of that first AT&T store that I started cleaning. And she said to me one time, she said, you know, Tim, 
you know what I really love about you? Cause we used to clean during the daytime because it was you know, all retail. There's all the stuff there. She goes, no matter what you're doing, she goes, you're always walking around. You always have a smile on your face. You're dusting, you're vacuuming. You're happy to be doing the work that you're doing. And she goes, and you, you always do whatever we ask. And she goes, and that's, that's more than I can, I've ever gotten from any of our other cleaning services. I learned from a, a really young age that cleaning is what we do. But customer service is really what it's all about. And I think that's so true in so many different businesses, whether it's a restaurant or a, a, a car dealer or a repair shop or, or, or janitorial. Um, it's customer service. You know, at the, at the end of the day, that's what it's all about. And if you have good customer service skills and, and you take care of your customers, are we going to miss a garbage can now and then? Absolutely. Are we going to you know miss some fingerprints on the front door? For sure. But if you have good customer service skills and you have that really good relationship with the client, they're going to overlook those tiny little things. Um, as, as long as it doesn't, you know, if it's the same garbage can every day for two months, well, then obviously you have a problem. But uh, the occasional slip up is, is human nature. It's going to happen. So that's, that's, I think, is the biggest takeaway that I can give to anybody that's looking to get into business for themselves is customer service. That's, that's the key. Yeah. Well, amen. Is that more true today than it was back then? As true, less true? You know, I, I think it, it goes through cycles. Um, and I think the pendulum swings sometimes, like in anything else, whether, whether it's politics or, or relationships or, or business, you know, that, that pendulum swings back and forth. And I think it does in customer service as well. Um, there's some, some points where that pendulum swings one way and people are saying, you know what, all I care about is the bottom line. And you know what? I can get someone cheaper and they switch. And that's that's discouraging. It's disheartening. It's like, you know, I, I give it my all. My franchise owners give it their all. And, and a client, you know, walks away from them to save a, a couple of dollars a day. And, you know, over the course of the year, sure, that might be a substantial amount of money. And I get it. Things are tight. Everyone's looking to, to figure that out. But more times than not, when a client leaves for, for price, they realize very quickly that they've made a mistake because they don't get that customer service. They don't get that high level of, of, of quality service and they end up coming back. And we've got probably dozens of clients that have left and then come back because they realize you know, the, the value in the customer service that, uh, that they get from image one that they aren't getting with a, a lower cost provider. That, that makes a lot of sense. All right. So, you prove your concept, you get the amount of approval, for lack of a better term, from AT&T. The business is growing, it's growing and growing. Walk me through the process of how, how are we going to grow this thing and how did you land on franchising? Right, right. Well, like every other entrepreneur, I just woke up one morning and said, hey, I'm going to start a cleaning service and uh, and then I'm going to franchise it. And and, yeah. and then mag magically <laughs> overnight, I'm going to you know, just have this huge business, right? Isn't that the way it works? Easy peasy. <laughs> So, so I kind of, I kind of just fell into franchising. It, it was never my plan to franchise, um, and so basically, I, I think it was because I was having a bad day, and I opened the mail one day, and I think I was having uh, issues with employees and you know, just clients. Because again, business is a roller coaster. You have great, awesome days where it's super exciting, and then you have days that are like super scary, and and you don't know if there's going to be enough money to come in to make payroll or you, you don't know what's going on. And I, I think it was a bad day because uh, I opened up a letter, which I did all the time. I'd get letters from competitors um, or, or other people looking to, to buy either to acquire us or to merge with us, you know, different things like that. And I opened the letter and it was from someone that was looking to um, 
expand into the Chicago market. I thought, you know what, maybe I'm just going to sell my business. I'm done. I, I'm just, it, it's time for a change. And uh, I went, went and met with that individual and uh, he wasn't looking to, to uh, buy my business per se. He was looking for someone to partner that, that already knew the janitorial industry because he had bought a, a master franchise for, uh, for the Chicago market. And uh, after discussions, we, we agreed to, uh, um, to put a deal together and we did a 10 year agreement. And then after that 10 year franchise agreement, I realized that there was a better way to franchise in the janitorial business, um, a, a way that was completely different than what all the big players in the market were doing. And that's when Image One was, was founded and born. And, and we did it in, in such a way that it was, it's completely different, full transparency for our franchise owners. We train them in operations and sales and in, in marketing um, and, and let them really grow a business any size they want. And, and that's really what sets Image One apart from the at least a dozen other uh, janitorial franchises is that, that we we give them all the tools, all the training, everything that they need to grow a business to any size that they want. Um, if they just want to do a little part-time thing on the side and earn you know $5,000 a month in, in gross revenue, fine, great. That's not what we're really looking for, but if that's what they want, we'll let them do that. But if they want to really grow a really big business where they're billing you know, fifty dollars to $100,000 a month, they can do that. We've got uh, several franchise owners that have crossed over that $100,000 a month mark. So they're doing a million dollars a year in, in business, emptying trash. You know, I, I always tell our franchise owners, you know, when you're going around in the beginning and you're doing the work, don't get frustrated if you're emptying garbage cans. Just every time you pick up that garbage can, you dump it. Just picture that you're you're taking a garbage can, you're just dumping $100 bills into this big trash can. All you're doing is walking around collecting money. You know, and they all kind of laugh. But they're like, you know, that's a good way to look at it because that's really what we're doing. You know, we're getting, we're, we're trading do dollars for hours. And as you're building that business, that, that's what you're doing. You're just pushing a barrel around collecting cash. I love everything about that. I love the visual. I love how it makes everybody smile every time you say it. Uh, I, think, I think that that's awesome. All right. So you realize there's a better way to do this. I've seen from the inside some of the competition and I think that we can do it better. And now it sounds like it's proving out to um, that, that that's the case. How long have you been franchising at this point? Where, how, 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 how many places are you? Stuff like that. So we started franchising uh, 2011. Uh, so we're about, about 12 years into franchising and uh, started in the Chicago market. We've got uh, uh, most of our franchise owners are, are in the Chicago market. Then we started expanding out beyond that market. Um, you know, like I mentioned, both my boys are, are involved in the business uh, at, a, at a very young age. They, they were involved um I mean, from the time that they could, before they could even walk, they're going with me to accounts and you know, meeting clients. You know, nothing, nothing breaks the ice like bringing in a you know a, a one year old with you if you sure. if you're talking to your your uh, customer service and the, people like to see little kids. But uh, so they, they grew up around it. They they got involved in the business. So both of them run a franchise in Southwest Florida, which is where my wife and I said that we wanted to eventually end up. And uh, so they said, hey, you know, we're gonna go down there and run a franchise down there. Uh, and then in addition to, to the two of them in Florida, I've got another. Uh, another franchise owner in Florida. We've got uh, one out in Colorado. We've got uh, two in Texas. Um, kind of just growing across the country organically, where where people are looking to grow. And so, so the, there's there's not a single bad market um, for for cleaning because every business that has a trash can and a toilet is a potential client. And last time I checked every business has those two things <laughs> so it's it's really it's really unlimited there, there's no no place you can go that that isn't a, a good potential uh market for for janitorial that makes a lot of sense yeah strikes me that uh the promise of a franchise as a franchisee 
I'm interested in in starting a business with Image One, partnering with you, that I get the playbook. I get everything that you've been talking about. You're going to train me up. You're going to give me the systems and processes so I'm not going to have to think of all that stuff and do all of that stuff myself. I'm in business for myself, but not by myself. Your sons are 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 following following the script. It seems like that might be one of the hardest things to actually bring family into the business, but specifically a franchise. It is it is challenging, um, you know, because I was the same way growing up. You don't listen to your parents, so when right. I tell them what to do and I give them the advice, like I, I know better. I know better than dad. I can do yeah. this my own way. But uh, when they hear it from other franchise owners and they see the the success that the other franchise owners are having. Um, that that's what they want to follow. And uh, it, it works really well. Um, so, so you're right. Yeah. It, family members are, it can be difficult. Um, but my kids knew, you know, from an early age that, that having a business for themselves um, was definitely the direction that they wanted to go. And uh, so, you know, they, they, they worked all through high school um, as franchise owners, you know, doing, doing their side things so they could have money for the things that they wanted to do. And, and then um, uh, now they're, they're, they're successful as far as they're concerned uh, for 28 and 26. They both own their own homes. They have nice cars. Um, they've got a nice lifestyle. They've built a lifestyle business. They're still out there doing the hustle and, 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 you know, doing, doing a lot of the, the work alongside their employees. Um, but they're happy with that. That's, that's the, the level of business that they want to grow at this point. Um, at some point when they get married and they have kids, they're going to want to have it, a, a business built big enough so that they don't have to, to do all the work uh, that they're doing right now so they can kind of take back. Um, but, but as, as kids that are, you know, tw- they're now they're 26 and 28 for the last, um, you know, four or five, six years, um, they've had no problem taking off the time that they want to take off pretty much any time. And in fact, we just got back. Um, like I said, we all live in Florida, but we're up in Chicago and um, they're take they both take about three weeks off at this time of year. Uh, we went out to Colorado last week and, you know, took a, a trip and went skiing. Uh, we do that every year since they've been, you know, eight and 10 years old. And um, now we're up, uh, up in Chicago for the next two weeks to see family and friends. And, um, you know, mo- most people don't get three weeks, um, away from their business or even away from their job. Um, but they've been able to build enough of a business that they can do that. And we usually do that like twice a year, they'll come up to Chicago to see people. So they take like six weeks off a year. And again, they still answer phone calls and do emails, but they're not, they're not a slave to a job. You know, they're not chained to a desk where they can't leave. You know, they've got that opportunity. And, uh, and I think that that's, that's what a lot of um, people that want to be, uh, entrepreneurs that want to get into their own business, whether it's a franchise or a non-franchise, that's what they're striving for is, 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 is that type of freedom and lifestyle. That being said, that doesn't happen overnight. When you own a business, when you own a franchise or, or an independent business, it takes hard work. You're going to work harder than you've ever worked for your business. But the benefit of that is you're, you're doing it for you. So, so you're, you're putting all the effort, but you're getting the reward. And so, so I think that's that's an important thing to always remember is it's not going to happen overnight. If people you know, ask me, well, it was an overnight success. Yeah, absolutely. You know, 35 years of hard work and then bam, one night overnight, it was a success. It's, you know, it, it takes time. It takes hard work. It takes that effort. Um, but if you put that in and you do it right, then you'll get the reward. I think it's really exciting. I, 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 I like it a lot. We're in a time probably over the past 10 years where entrepreneurship has been really an exciting thing. You've got shows like Shark Tank and Mm -hmm. lots of public entrepreneurs on TV and obviously 
the promise of entrepreneurship on social media. And here we have you who has done it and now have demonstrated the ability to grow a lifestyle business, but also to grow a, a large enterprise where you don't even need to be there for 27 out of 30 days a month. And you've got your kids who are growing their lifestyle business. And if they choose to stay with that, then that's great. But you have the blueprint for helping them to grow into a larger concern if that's something that they choose. So I think that that's a really attractive thing for somebody who considers entrepreneurship. It says, you know what? I don't have a roadmap for doing that. You have that to offer. So how do people get started? Yes, yeah, so to, to get started with uh, Image One um, or with any franchise, there's, there's a variety of different things you can do. There's there's franchise shows you can go to. You can do stuff online. There's uh, consultants or brokers that they're kind of like real estate agents. You know, they'll help you find the right fit for you. Um, but if you want to come directly to Image One, if, if this sounds like something that would be good for you, uh, you can find us at Image One, and one is spelled out: Image One Franchise. Dot com, and that'll give you all the information about the franchise opportunity. Um, again, if someone's looking to get into to a franchise, that's a great opportunity uh, to, to look at it that way, talking to brokers. Um, I, I've also, I wrote a book a couple of years ago called No New Ideas, and it's available on Amazon. And uh, that walks you through um, the, the process of buying a franchise because uh, it can be a daunting task, you know, especially people that walk into like a trade show for the first time. They walk in not knowing what to expect they, and they see, you know, 300 different franchise opportunities completely overwhelmed. They walk through this booth or through this trade show and every booth they walk past, they get a brochure and they're told this is the best franchise for you. And at the end of that show, they've got a big bag full of, of materials from the trade show and they go home and they're overwhelmed. And what do they do? Nothing because they're so overwhelmed, they don't even know where to start. So that's why I wrote the book, is, is so that people can walk through that process and um, and, and really learn. So if, if, if you had simply Google No New Ideas and Tim Kahn, um, or go to Amazon and, and search for No New Ideas, it'll pop up. It's softback, 130 pages, I think, super easy read. Um, it's gonna be on Audible in a couple of weeks. I'm excited about that. And um, so if you people don't like to read, they can listen to it. But um, it, it, like I said, it just walks people through the process. It doesn't direct them towards image one. It just it, it, it explains franchising in a, at a very, very simple, basic level so that they can understand it. And if they want to get into business, it'll, it'll, it'll guide them down the path to get into business. Excellent. Well, if you enjoyed this much as I did, show Tim your appreciation and share today's show with a friend who also appreciates good ideas. Go to, if you're interested in learning about Tim and his work and potentially partnering with him and franchising, go to image one franchise, all spelled out.com. Check out the great resources. If you find yourself feeling a little bit overwhelmed and discombobulated, you need a cure for inaction, or you want to learn more about what we've been talking about, pick up your copy of No New Ideas on Amazon and soon to be Audible and uh, get a little bit of clarity in your life on what your next move is. Thanks again, Tim. Thanks, George. I appreciate the opportunity. Till next time, remember, do your part by doing your best.